So here I am on my computer trying to get tickets to San Diego Comic-Con. Fuck, it's sold out. What am I going to do? Real nerds, we'll be at the Denver Comic-Con, June 15th, 16th, and 17th. Come see us live, live, live. Welcome to another exciting edition of Real Nerds. I am Ryan. To my left is... James. And broadcasting... Actually, he's just picking us up. He is in Bangkok, is Brad. <laughs> I'm here via satellite. Yeah. From so there may be a little bit of delay. There might, might be a delay. A so his, uh, his jokes might... That's right, James. There is a delay. <laughs> so his jokes See, just might like not land until, yeah. you know, a few seconds later. Yeah. Anyways, before we get going, remember, you can write to us at realnerds at gmail.com. You can also tweet us, real underscore nerds at twitter.com. You know, send us any news, anything you want to hear us talk about. We'll talk about it. Literally anything. Anything. We will say your name on the air. We will say your name. You can even talk to us about porn. I love porn. (laughs) (laughs) How much time can we actually fill on that? Are we changing the show to porn nerds now? Oh, God, no. No, no. I got to go home. A penetrating look at the world of pornography. Oh, this is the worst. What did we see this week, Ryan? How did this happen? <laughs> uh, we saw American Reunion this week. And before we get into that, we got some real news happening. It's real news. So were you guys surprised that the movie we saw last week was not number one at the box office? What movie did we see last week? Dude, we saw... Oh, Wrath of the Titans. <laughs> I really did not remember. <laughs> that bodes well for the, the movies... <laughs> No, does it, was Hunger Games number one? It was. Hunger Games was number yeah. one again with $58 million. Dollars. That makes sense. A bit of a drop from $150 million, right? It is, well, but I mean, usually, I mean, a lot of that's still pretty. Are totally most movies front are front-loaded, loaded, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's still pretty good for, you know, by comparison to the other weekends, the weekends before it, um, that's still a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. But Wrath of the Titans made what? Wrath of Titans, 33.457. On a budget of $135 million, I believe. Yeah, but I think it, does so. it, it doesn't matter because it does really well internationally. So True. They're they're going to make a third one, I'm sure. Yeah, they're not, they don't care. <laughs> uh, I actually <laughs> read got a, more money than they need. No, I did. I read an article with uh, Warner Brothers' head of dis- distribution, and he said that the American box office is gravy because hmm. they'll make enough internationally. That's crazy. Yeah, because I guess you know. What does this mean? Like, like America is not the center of the world. What? How is this possible? No, we just like good movies. Count oh, it. <laughs> oh, that's wait. No, why did I owe that? That's horrible. Oh no, our foreign fans. <laughs> oh, yeah, a thousand. Brad's gonna get voices. Brad's, Brad's gonna get beat up in Beijing silence. now. Yeah, and yeah. Brad in Bangkok. And oh god, oh, they're Bangkok. coming in through the windows. <laughs> <laughs> he, oh. He's living Bangkok dangerously. Wait, they haven't learned how to open the doors there, have they? Because because they're velociraptors. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Jurassic Park, James. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, Guess what, guys? What? You know who we should thank? Who? Box Office Mojo for supplying us all our box office numbers and I statistics. I love that site. Thank I do, you, too. B-O-M. You know, I... Oh, look at Brad. I'm oh, going to make it a... Dude. I'm going to short it because I'm cool. Yeah, well, he's, be- he's best friends. I'm hip and fly, guys. You are. Yo. Yeah, like me and Steve Spielberg. Totally. You know Steve Spielberg? Yeah, I do. We're besties. Uh, yeah, I have his number. <laughs> uh, he doesn't have a phone. Wow, that's how awesome he is. <laughs> he is. 
pretty awesome. He is. We'll talk about him later. We should. Hey, you know what's coming out this week on Blu-ray and DVD? I don't. What, Ryan? The Iron Lady. Ooh. Ooh. I, I didn't. It? No, I didn't. No, and I don't want to. Yeah. But it won for Best Makeup. So go buy the DVD. <laughs> and and uh, Best Actress, too. Well, Yeah. But I mean, best makeup, dude. I will not stand by. Wait, what the hell? That was my Margaret Thatcher <laughs> as Meryl Streep. <laughs> that was terrible. Oh, uh, yeah, that wasn't yeah. very good. Don't do that again. We'll cut P- that out. Plus, that you're Dudley Do Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's my claim to fame: is I can do <laughs> Dudley Do Right well, but not on a command. Oh, I could. Is that a challenge? <laughs> no. Is uh, there no. any other DVDs we can buy? Oh fuck! Who cares? The Darkest <laughs> Hour 3D. Oh, dude, really? Yeah, I. Half-ass cared about that. I did, but then it, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but then when they were running from light, I whatever. Yeah, the effects are cool, and I like Tamir Bekmendvatov visually, but not story-wise. Yeah, um, Brad um, did some research about the uh, Dark Shadows complete series coffin. Yeah, as I was flipping through releases, this popped wow. up, and uh, on Amazon, it's four hundred and thirteen dollars. Well, how many discs? It's one hundred and thirty-one DVDs. Oh yeah. man! Well, because it ran, it was you know, it was like a soap opera, so yeah. it was every day, and it was filmed live. Do you want to know how many episodes so was, there is? Yeah, desperately. One thousand two hundred and twenty-five. Oh wow. wow! It comes in a commemorative large coffin package. It's housing twenty-two uh, cases. Wow. So yeah, that's pretty fucking big. There yeah. was a there was an episode of This American Life recently where you could they bury talked a child about, in it. Hey, cat, <laughs> leave me alone. There was an episode of This American Life recently where they were talking to people who go to Dark Shadows conventions every year. Wait, they have conventions? Yes, and it's the a thing big is, thing. That's why it's yeah, on there. part of why it's so popular is that people like watching it for like the little errors and stuff like that, like the scenes oh. that they mess up, the times when the booms get in shot and things like that. Um, but people get way into it. It's crazy. Yeah, it also comes with a deluxe booklet with episode summaries and photographs. It has uh, special bloopers, treasures, and behind-the-scenes DVDs. Over 120 bonus cast and crew video interviews. Wow. Autographed postcard by Jonathan Freed, who's Barnabas Collins. And it's obviously a limited number. Other features include nickel hinges, white ribbon to hold the lid when open matte and foil coating and uh in case you want to know brad also put the box dimensions <laughs> it's uh 13 and a half inches length wow and it's 11 like bigger than a ruler yeah and 11 and a quarter wide so it's like two dvds wide and many dvds yeah. long and it's shaped like a coffin yeah, <laughs> yeah it's amazing With how much did you lining. say it was four hundred dollars four hundred thirteen dollars yes. that's i'm not getting i mean how, that. how long would it take you to fucking watch that many episodes the rest of your life <laughs> it would mm. but you know what if you're a big fan well, i bet yeah, i bet it sells yeah well yeah. if they have conventions you know it's gonna sell yeah exactly exactly if you're a dark shadows fans maybe listen to our podcast and they'd like to know of yeah. course, they probably are right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I heard that been uh, Tim Burton and Johnny Depp's uh, portrayal of the show, uh, <laughs> the show, it should be spot on. So yeah, right. And also, you can get uh, a trip <laughs> to the moon, Steelbook. George Millais. Oh wow! Yeah. No way. Well, I guess I should have said whose it was. Yeah. I yeah. I in on Blu-ray. Uh, I think it's just DVD. For huh. anyone who doesn't know who we're talking about, if you saw the movie Hugo, you might. <laughs> Or you don't even have to see the movie Hugo. And if I mean, if you yeah, if you've I mean uh, I think what the most uh, thing that sticks out about him is that trip to the moon when the moon takes the shot in the eye and it yeah 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 that's how you yeah when you explain that movie 
to people. I mean, I'd say that's in tons of cartoons and. Oh yeah, no, no, it's it's called referenced a lot. Well, because well, they'll. They don't address this in Hugo, but the thing that's special about Georges Méliès is that he invented special effects. He is the guy who came up with the idea to turn off the camera, change stuff, and turn the camera back yeah. on and make it look like things magically appear in and, shot. And if you want to see um, Hugo, the good part, just skip forward <laughs> to like the hour and 20 point where they talk about what he did. Yeah, yeah. There's and a then, mini documentary about him that doesn't do a very good job, and then um, you can turn the DVD off. Yeah, you know, James Cameron likes Hugo. Well, James Cameron is a dick, so I don't he care. He is a fucking dick. Well, James Cameron's not listening to the podcast anymore. Oh, I don't, what are, what I are, don't know him personally, so I will not make any accusations. I do know him personally. Cause, well, I don't know him personally, but I know Linda Hamilton personally, and she hates him. Do you know Linda Hamilton through Steven Spielberg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Linda and Steve hang out a lot um, mm-hmm. at all his pool parties. What movies did they do together, um, They didn't, but uh, Steve's wife was really close with Linda. <laughs> Kate Capshaw? No, the other one. <laughs> there, there's another one? Uh, yeah, yeah, there was. Did you know if you buy DVDs through Digital Bits that you support their website and they take it there's a direct link to Amazon? That's really cool. I should do that more. You should. So if you go to digitalbits.com who supply us uh, with all of the release information and they do a great job with the uh, cover art too because they have you know movies on there that you wouldn't even think about. Like I am going to be buying Thou Shall Not Kill except which stars Sam Raimi as a disgruntled Vietnam vet who kills people. So it should be good. Ted Raimi's in it, too. And thanks to them, you would never know that existed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know what it's time for now, Brian? Tell me. It's time for our brand new segment, the Mad Men Minute. <gasps> Oh my god, James, did you watch Mad Men this week? Oh my god, I did. It was so good. Are you really only going to talk for a minute? Because that's <laughs> about all I can stand. Wait, did you say minutes or minute? Wait, I, I, said, I minute, told you to say minutes, James. Wait, whoa, 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 <laughs> so whoa, 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 whoa. More than a minute. Whoa, you're hijacking my fucking show? So yeah, we're we talking are. about Mad Men. So anyway, yeah. Betty Draper's fat now. Oh my god, she's so fat. <laughs> she's so fat. <laughs> How so fat is she? she? She thought she had cancer, and but then, she's just eating too much. And then makeup... Looks okay. It almost looks like she's actually fat. I was starting to I wonder. Said, I said, how fat is she? She's so fat. That if she sat on a quarter, boogers would squeeze out of George Washington's nose? Oh, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> I, I've never heard that, that before. That's awesome. <laughs> Man, that's, a, dro- that that's a joke as old as Betty uh, Draper. You know, I am probably heard it in some Your Mom is So Fat bit. I don't know where, but yes. It spawned a whole hashtag, <laughs> hashtag FBF for Fat Betty uh, Francis. Because wow. that's her last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's own hashtag. That's how fat she is. Trends. Um, yeah, dude. And Ginsburg. Ginsburg is great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Michael Ginsburg. That whole story is fantastic. Uh, is he a real historical Did character? he talk the whole well, time? Well, no, no, no. No, no. They, they make... Uh, no, it's just... His, he is named he's relati- Ginsburg, and he, he pretends that he's a relative of Alan Ginsburg, uh, but is not. Okay. Um, they make a little joke about that. Um, and Oh, man. The whole thing at the Rolling Stones it was awesome. That was... Some of the best moments of Mad Men I think I've seen in a while, because that the you know when they're behind the scenes mm-hmm. and Harry and Don are behind or back there and like the whole thing of Harry thinking that he got in there and then oh yeah and then like he got some other bands yeah credentials but, yeah but the the section where Don is like psychoanalyzing this girl to try and fi- figure out why she likes the the, the Rolling Stones so that because then, they paint it figure out how to advertise to her yeah, yeah. exactly exactly oh it was yeah, so I love good that. Yeah. yeah absolutely that's how I and, do my client stuff now is I like how does the you know how does that make you feel? Like, what do you want yeah. people to feel with your your design or whatever? So, yeah. yeah. It was pretty cool. It was pretty... It was, and, of course, he has a moment with um, 
Harry in the car. That's a lot like his moment. Harry's moment with Roger last week. Oh yeah. Oh, every every time. So that can I say something real f- fast? Since you guys hijacked my show, <laughs> oh, so we we don't want to include you because we know it's boring. No, yeah, but yeah. you did it out of order. <laughs> I no, know. no, no, no. We James were about to go up. in. We were about to go into uh, what we've been watching. No, real no. news. You totally skipped your news part. Oh, you're right. You're right. Oh, we totally so, did. Hey, That's hey, okay. Hey, be, let the professional run the show <laughs> before you two goofballs try to <laughs> try to hijack it. Uh, that's okay. Brad will cut it out and, and reorganize Keep on uh, talking about no, it. No, I'm going to leave it. It doesn't yeah. make any sense because no, there's all fine. this banter. Uh, so go good. ahead and uh, yeah, tell us how great Mad Men is. It was fantastic. Z. It was a really Z. good episode. Z. Z. Right. I, I, Z. I'm still interested to see. <laughs> He's sleeping over there. Oh, the whole thing that Peter does to Roger. What they're doing with Roger this season I think is great. Oh, yeah, squeezing him out. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I mean, because I love Roger, but at the same time. Anyway. And, of course, Pete's being his, you know, bratty, dickish self again. Yeah. I will yeah. say that I read an interview with John Hamm in Playboy, and he was pretty funny. John Hamm is really funny. Just like he, a cool guy. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. If you've ever heard him, an interview with him, he's fantastic. Yeah. Um, he's on a, he's a guest on Doug Benson's uh, Doug Loves Movies podcast, so he, like, hangs out with comedians and stuff. Oh, yeah, he's on uh, Mark Murren's uh, WTF. Yeah, he, has, uh, is he's reading, he doesn't take himself too seriously. And, no, uh, yeah. He he's, he's, he's very much not Don Draper. No, it's pretty. So, yeah, he was cool. Yeah, absolutely. You know, f- uh, f- 10 years ago, I could see him as Superman. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it would have been good. My, lastly, though, my, my fear is that they're going to do something bad to Pete and maybe get him fired this season, mm-hmm. uh, which would mean that we would lose Al- Allison Brie from the show. And I, that She's not on that much anyway. I don't care. She's on just enough. <laughs> Yeah, do, James, do you have a big her. crush on Allison Brie? Who doesn't? Are you kidding me? I'm married, so I don't have a crush on her. I, uh, no, you can say it. You can. No, I do. It. I, okay. think, yeah, I think absolutely. she's adorable. Oh, absolutely, she's amazing. And then in Community, I love how they always show her boobs in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was being nice about it. You were, the, you know. Yeah, but I like her boobs. Uh, you took it to a guy place. Yeah. So this Betty Draper thing. But well, let's go back Betty to Brad Francis. raising his hand that he doesn't have a crush on Allison Brie. No, I, I was including myself. <laughs> oh, I thought you were raising <laughs> your hand. You asked who did doesn't. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, she's adorable. Yeah, sweet. Um, <laughs> put it in her Otherwise, butt. you are off of this podcast, sir. Uh, Don't even try coming back from China. Emma Stone. Uh, you were talking Allison about Brie. Emma Stone, Allison Brie. Let's see where we should tip these scales. Uh, All right. Allison Brie. Anyway, uh, you were talking about fat. So Betty they were Draper. teasing her, teasing about her having cancer the whole episode. Yeah, and it turns out. <laughs> do you think it's going to end here? Is there is that that was that just she like, doesn't have cancer? Do you th- no. Well, do you think that the writers were just giving her something to do for one episode, or is like this part of a larger thing? I definitely think that her. Like, where do you think this is going? Because it just seems like if it's for just this episode, it's kind of just like a waste. You yeah, because I could see like, a future of her being dead. Uh, <laughs> the, well, that sounds bad. I mean, I don't really like Betty Draper, but yeah, I could see Henry a future Jones, where run. I could see James a future is trying to kill you. <laughs> I could see a future where Betty is dead and and Don has to take care of the kids all of a sudden. Um, that seemed like something they could do in the show, but to have her just sort of almost have cancer for an episode to explain why she's super fat, um, it it was kind of interesting that it was only one episode. But do you think you're gonna uh, go back and say you know? The doctor was wrong. She actually does have cancer. It's not just a fat. I thought I was reading that she was fat because she's really pregnant in real life. Um. Well, yeah, maybe, but she's not like she is really fat. Like they've put her in a lot of makeup. I know. Like they do a there's a there's a shot where she gets out of the tub and they shoot from behind her and they got like an actual no no but they they got like an actual fat lady. You know. Um. So they're trying to make her really seem like she's fat. <laughs> I would like to go to the casting call for that. Yeah, you're going to be January <laughs> Jones's fat double. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be the fat back of January Jones. 
Um, I don't care. I'm going to be on TV. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ma, give me some more Twinkies. Hey, guys, I'm going to be on TV. Hold on. Hold on. Everybody be quiet. Just wait. Wait. Here I come. Here I come. Hey, that's me. That's me. Oh. <laughs> oh, and the TV adds 10 pounds to that, too. <laughs> and then they reverse a shot, and you see January Jones. You're like, hey, you're a butterface. <laughs> Better from the front. Yeah. Anyway, are we done with this stupid fucking show? I was, James hasn't no. explained where he... Because um, oh, he just I, he thinks I, she's going to be dead. How do you think she's going to die? No, no, no. I don't think she's going to die. I think that they're going to use sort of this to complicate uh, her relationship with her new husband and break them up throughout the season. Yeah. Um, so and how, then, how, and how far do they, they go forward now, this? How far do they jump forward season-wise or episode-wise? I mean, time-wise. I think it's two years. Uh, yeah, I think they jumped two years. Yeah, because they were trying to keep because they've at this point the kids are getting older, and so they have to keep with the kids. And since it's been two years off the air, um, mm. I think that's how long it's supposed to have been. You know, I read stuff so about like this every week in Entertainment Weekly, and I still don't remember anything because even the articles are boring. <laughs> Show's great. Um, why does Don think that his new wife can't take care of kids? Because in the previous season, she seemed to be like really infatuated and like really good at taking care of ki- t- taking care of kids, and that's why he jumped the gun to marry her mm. eh, I don't she know. mentions in this episode that she's like oh, i don't trust her to you know she's whatever because he's don and he's weird i don't know he's a jerk i guess okay i well, didn't I thought there's it. more to it but no it's probably just a a, a, a you know a flues a flip a mistake Being i don't a know don stick in the mud thing yeah probably okay well, if you ask the writers that's probably the excuse they would come up for the mistake yeah anyway i thought it was good what do we have for actual real news? I don't know, you guys, you know. This is your show <laughs> now, obviously, obviously. So, And that's the end of the Mad Men Minutes. Is there going to be an, a closing song, too? Sure. Okay. Well, are not you, now, because you talked over it. Are you really going to have a song for it? Are you gonna <laughs> this, let me just make it clear. This is all Brad's idea. Don't get mad at me. I'm not mad. I just think it was stupid. But hey, <laughs> uh, hey what real news you got for me, James? There's really not much. No, um, there isn't. Yeah, a follow-up for something we've been talking about for a few weeks is that uh, Weinstein recut Bully and took out three of the F-words that were in it so that now it can get a PG-13 rating. Uh, I think, you know, like, he was trying to pick a fight with it, but when it came down to it, he wanted to be able to show it in, in schools, uh, and so he went ahead and did that just for, uh, you know, so that they could actually get it to the people that need to see it, I guess. Um, but it's kind of a shame. It's a it's an anticlimactic ending to what could have been a pretty cool battle. Um but uh, anyway, that that's the end of that story, I guess. Hmm. It's for not, now. Yeah, it's not, it's not the best ending to what I was expecting, that's for sure. Uh, and the only other piece of news that I have uh, is really more, this comes totally out of the rumor mill. This may not actually be happening, but it probably will. Uh, they're talking about remaking The Mummy. And the reason, th- this doesn't sound like anything interesting, but it caught my attention. They already remade The Mummy. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> well, it's a re-remake? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, basically. But my question to you guys is, if they remade The Mummy, what would you actually want out of it? Like, do you want a horror movie like the original is supposed to be? Do you want a Pulp Fiction-y kind of movie like, this, like the, the, you know, the, the remake of the 90s? Like, what? how do you make a Mummy movie now? <laughs> I, where do, do you, where do do you, you not go? go shit at all? I mean, I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know where you go. They yeah. covered most of it. Uh, maybe do... Uh, like a really modern take on it. Yeah, I mean, even in the have you guys like seen in space? The, the like someone finds a you know a coffin in a cellar. Has have you guys seen the original Mummy or no. the 1930s um, version? I actually own it. And I don't. I have I seen. seen it. It's not. I, mean, I don't it's think okay. I've seen the whole thing. I think as far as Universal Monster ones, it's like their weakest one. Yeah. Um. But uh, so I mean, I prefer actually the newer one. 
Whereas I think, oh, dude, the first the first Brendan Fraser mummy I think is great. Why don't they remake the creature from the Black Lagoon and make it really awesome? Yeah, yeah. Well, they've been talking about doing that for years. They should. I mean, I think don't get me wrong. I, I think they were going to call it Creature. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I think that that was a thing for a while. I, I do like the original Creature from the Black Lagoon. I think oh, absolutely. Like the the costumer thing was awesome. Why don't they do something like that? Yeah, but like I, I, I honestly, if they made it into a Pulp Fiction kind of movie, I would love it. Because uh, they just we don't get enough movies like that. That's part of why I love the first Mummy, uh, is because it's just it's a fun adventure movie, you know. And by Pulp Fiction, he doesn't mean Tarantino. No, <laughs> no, no. I mean actual Indiana Jones kind of. Yeah. Um, but I mean, but Pulp Adventure serial. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, which yeah, it's just the, the Mummy is kind of like basically a zombie, so mm, you can tie yeah. it into the zombie lore or something. And well, but there's all the stuff about curses and things like that that make it a little bit more interesting. Um, like you still have to tie some of that stuff. Instead of a virus, I, it's a curse. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's true. But yeah. the the other the other side of it is you could make it like a straight up horror movie where it's just like mummy comes alive and tries to kill people, and you guys are the horror people. I, I figured you might be more into that. I don't know. I, I, I you know I because I do like the mummy one so much. I can't picture yeah. another version of it. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe why they would consider remake remaking it is because the mummy is kind of a brand now. Yeah. Like if you go to Universal Studios, I mean the mummy ride's really cool if you've ever been on it. Yeah. And so now people recognize the mummy as you know, is scare uh that the the sand monster and everything. Right. And the, yeah, that imagery is so man, yeah. oh man, the sand monster. That is so cool. So I'm gonna go home and watch the mummy. <laughs> you should. Yeah. Uh so maybe yeah, they need to just make it exactly like that movie and then not make it at all and just re release the mummy. I, yeah, I guess the only real news that I saw is kind of in, well, not really interesting, but um affects a movie I liked last year is uh they are pushing back the sequel to X Men First Class so Jennifer Lawrence can shoot uh more Hunger Games. The Hunger Games sequel. So Yep. <laughs> That's what I read. What do you think the next X-Men movie is going to involve? Because, I mean, I'm not really... Oh, I can't start, wait for it to come out. So. Starting this like, fight again, aren't you? Oh, what? man. You know, I do, I <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding, Red. You know, I don't know what it could possibly be. <laughs> I guess the further falling out of those... Uh, Xavier and... They just get angrier Magneto, at each other. And, yeah, like they're already enemies, so... Yeah, I, I, I'm not that well versed in like old school x-men they'll they'll grab some old x-men is matthew vaughn still directing it yeah he is. yeah cool um but i think he's got new writers yeah um so we'll see yeah it'll be good yeah it'll, it, it, it can't be worse than x-men 3 right somebody knock on something preferably <laughs> wouldn't I like oh X-Men yeah 3. yeah i guess <laughs> yeah at the very least it can't be worse than wolverine right the wolverine yeah, the Wolverine. That's, Lo- that's not fair. I haven't seen it yet. Logan. That starts shooting really soon, actually. X Men Origins, Logan the Wolverine. Yeah, it's got too many titles. Cool. So slow week, but we it can is. Uh, go what we've been watching. I watched uh, a few things this week. Um, I watched. I don't know if you guys saw the premiere of Ultimate Spider Man on Disney XD. I did, and uh, yeah, it was fun. Like they took a way different approach to it. Like I had no idea it'd be this goofy. Oh yeah, it is. Um, but what what the, I, I I guess they're trying to make it more um, accessible to children. Um, I love the Spectacular Spider-Man cartoon. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. It's amazing. Um, but this one kind of took uh, 
Spider-Man breaks the fourth wall all the time. Oh, yeah. And he explains his powers, and then it has these really goofy cutaways where it, he explains his spider sense with this little Spider-Man guy, and um, it kind of has a Scott Pilgrim feel to it where even when he punches bad guys, it says, you know, KO. Yeah, it's very and, self-aware uh, and referential. Yeah, it is. But, you know, th- it was actually kind of funny, though. There was uh, a couple parts where I did really laugh at it. Oh, yeah, and, me too. Uh it's interesting now because you know this uh how Spider-Man's origin has changed not just be, uh, because of how Bendis wrote Ultimate Spider-Man now that even you know Spider-Man the 2002 movie said that Spider-Man got you know bit by a spider at Oscorp and that never was part of yeah. Spider-Man lore and uh Bendis was kind of the one who made that part of I guess now it's canon for yeah it's a oh. good it's a good connection. It's oh one, yeah, I think it's so one too. of those you know it's one of those things that they've thrown in since the actual origin that seems like something that if you were actually planning it all ahead you'd totally write it. Yeah, that way. Um, so it's, yeah, yeah. I mean it works for me, and I, I like that uh, Norman Osborn was in it, and he was kind of behind the scenes, yeah, uh, manipulating things, and Doc Ock was in the shadows, yeah. And I, I did the first two episodes were written by Paul Dini, so they kind of had a little. Uh, snappiness to them and uh yeah absolutely and they were i would say they were probably less than i expected overall because you know i was sort of expecting it to be sort of a something of a translation of the comics not necessarily yeah. exactly but at least to be in the same tone and it is yeah. it's more for kids yeah oh, yeah because he I got expected. a he got a motorcycle that flies i mean that's yeah there's some s- just some when weird you see stuff that you know it's totally geared towards children yeah and um, a lot of simple ideas that are like oh he's got these new web shooters and they're they can be invisible and stuff like that that's just you know he's thrown in there just to be cool for little kids and yeah that they would and think i get fun. it you know but um, uh but there's some fun parts in it like agent colston's in it and uh, he ends yeah. up becoming the principal for midtown high yeah to keep an eye on peter and uh the rest of shield i think it's weird who they made his partners be like instead yeah. of having his partners be um uh iceman and firestar and um firestar firestar the flame oh you're, are you talking about the actual comics so kitty in Pride? the comics yeah well kitty pride is there too but um uh, the human torch uh, Johnny Storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of having his friends be those guys, like they are in actual mm-hmm. Ultimate Comics, um, they they made it Nova and whoever uh, the other Power Man, Luke Power, Cage. Yeah, yeah, and Luke Cage. Um, and Iron Fist. <laughs> yeah, which it's just weird. It, it, they they went to what I would consider uh, yeah, a I pretty get, B-list. I, yeah, I guess the only thing that's weird about them is all that they are all kids. Yeah. And and to me... Like uh, Nova as a kid is just it, really weird. Yeah, even, even Power Man, Luke Cage is weird for, as a yeah. kid for me because he's always kind of been... But you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, you, I can see the parts that are made for kids, but they also have wings to like, uh, you know, people like me that I really appreciate. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I, mean, I think the show's fun. I don't. I mean, it's not as uh, deep it's not, as it's not so childish that I'm not going to keep watching yeah. it. I'll probably still. Oh yeah. Get it every week. I like it. I like when he has have an argument with the um, Devil Spider Man and the Good Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some really cute parts in it, and I think I think most of it is is that unlike unlike Ultimate Comics and unlike. Uh, what I kind of wanted it to be was like Avatar, um, The Last Airbender, I should okay. say. Thank you. <laughs> I wanted it to be like The Last Airbender where they could have this show and have it be a fun superhero kind of comic, but then have there be some serious episodes, have there be mm-hmm. serious moments with 
you know, yeah. MA and all of that stuff, the kind of the heart that I love so much in Ultimate Comics uh, that I don't feel like would be appropriate yeah, in this we'll, setting. We'll have to see. You know, the one thing I did like, I thought I liked how they made Aunt May uh, like she is an Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. Where she's not like a weak old woman right. who gets heart attacks all the time. She's, <laughs> she's pretty tough. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see. And hopefully when they start integrating real Spider-Man villains, not the goofy Frightful Four. Yeah, that was um, weird. And I understand they're just trying to get a launching point, but, you know, it's different. Yeah. And hopefully the action will get better when they have actual villains as well. Yeah. You know, I saw a little trailer of it, and I saw Venom in one, and... Cool. Of course, Venom, but, yeah. you know... They have to. Hopefully the Green Goblin's in it, and I hope it's not Bendis' version of the Green Goblin, but we'll see. Uh, well, yeah, Bendis' version would probably not be appropriate in that setting. Well, I, 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 I never was really a big fan of it. I didn't like how it took away Norman's intelligence. How monsterish he yeah, is, yeah. Because it took away his intelligence, and I thought that was one of his most um, scary aspects of his character as he was super intelligent and crazy at the same that, yeah. time. Instead, he's more like the Hulk. Yeah, and yeah. so whatever. Cool. So yeah, that show was cool. You should check it out. It's Sundays on Disney XD at 9 in the morning. Ugh, man. I know. I set my DVR to it. I just downloaded it. <laughs> I also... I am a big zombie movie fan and a movie came out a while ago called The Dead. And Is I don't know about if... The Grateful Dead? Uh, it is not about the Grateful Dead. Oh, all right. It's about uh, it's a zombie movie, and I'm always hesitant to get new zombie movies because, especially when they're straight to Blu-ray, yeah, little scary. Um, but as I read, um, but not scary enough. Hey, right? yo, yeah, hey. that, that guy I'm talking about. Oh. but as I read some reviews about it, you know, there is getting seven out of ten, like six out of ten on horror movie sites. So I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll I'll take a chance on it. I was uh, I had nothing else to do. Yeah. So I got it, and you know, I watched it. It's actually not too bad. Um, there's just some stupid character mistakes in it that is just retarded. But uh, what happens is, is this um, America is the USA is in the South America, South Africa, and they're um, giving aid to a war and tour country. They don't really, they're not really that specific, obviously. But it's shot in Africa. So it has a really cool landscape to it, and uh, it puts you right in the middle of a zombie apocalypse, so you're not really sure why the zombies are coming back, and everyone's trying to get out of Africa. And it follows this uh, engineer who's on a plane, and the plane crashes, and he's the only survivor of the plane crash. And he eventually meets uh, a guy from the African army, and so... Um, one of the interesting facts uh, aspects of it is it's a white guy, and all the zombies are black people. So I think they're kind of trying to play on the uh, the reverse race card. Where yeah. Usually it's the white guy uh, or a bunch of white people against black, one black guy or whatever the case may be. Or maybe the movie's just really racist and thinks that black be. people are here to attack white people. Maybe. But, I mean, the, 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 the most redeeming part about the movie is because it was shot in Africa. It has beautiful shots in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really interesting. One of the cool things I thought that the director's because uh, it's directed by two guys, the Ford brothers. I don't know who the fuck they are. But it's supposed to be important because they keep on putting their name above everything. <laughs> um, they would always have, you'd always see zombies walking in the background. Like, uh, so they're always a threat. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Um, I mean, they would drive away, you wouldn't see one. But then they would be, they'd come up and there'd just be a couple of them shuffling around. I mean, they're, they're slow moving zombies. They weren't the hyper zombies. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was cool. Uh, the The acting is not too bad in it. The dude who's the main American guy is not that good, but um, all the uh, African actors are really good in it. And I, I, you know, it's just a zombie movie, and it's pretty good. I mean, it, it was a lot better than I thought it would be. 
Um, the only problem I had with the one stupid part in it. So these, uh, the, the African guy and the American guy are like running from these zombies and they're trying to get to this, uh, military base where this African soldier's son was taken. And so they stop after their car was attacked by zombies and they kill them all. And then they decide to sleep outside <laughs> in a pile of dead zombies. And they no, like underneath a tree. And so they set up this like tin can with a string and it gets tripped and they don't wake up and the black guy gets eaten by zombies. Well, I mean, why? that had to happen. But why, why would you sleep outside? And yeah, then, no, and then like 20 minutes later, the dude was sleeping in a tree. Well, because he learned his lesson. Yeah, but still. Like, that I'm not sleeping on the floor. Yeah. I don't want to get eaten like the black guy. What was I thinking? Yeah, wouldn't you want to yeah. sleep in a tree anyways? Yeah, no, you would. But anyways, there's some really... like I think the movie's just racist and it was trying to get rid of maybe. that guy. I mean, there was really actually a... Uh, uh, actually, one scene I thought was actually pretty um, scary was uh, as the American guy was walking, he came across this girl, this lady screaming, holding uh, her baby, and she's being chased by like all these zombies, and she like forced him to take his baby, and she's wanted him to kill him because she got bit and all these zombies are bearing in on him. I thought it was a pretty um, interesting scene, one I haven't seen before. So, you know, if you're bored one day, pick up the dead. Cool. Um, and I saw Mall Rats. <laughs> Which again. is still good. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Love that movie. And that's what I watched this week. Still probably my favorite uh, Askewverse movie, I think. Really? Yeah. Mine's Chasing Amy. Oh, uh, I guess it... No, 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 no. I think it's still... Yeah. Bread? Brad, what did I see? Yeah, um, I can read it for you if you'd like. No, I, I can remember it. It was one thing. <laughs> uh, I f- caught uh, Bridesmaids the other night on HBO. Um, yeah, had you never seen it before? I hadn't. And oh, cool. you guys had talked about how like it was good, but not the laugh riot that everyone seems to make it out to be. Yeah, and I kind of agree. Like it's a good movie. Like it's a solid story um, with some funny parts in it, but it's not anything that had me in stitches. Like. 21 jump street you know yeah yeah absolutely so um and i and i don't like the part where Kristen wig um wakes up with the cop and he bought her all this stuff for cupcakes and she gets all pissed off and leaves yeah she's that's stupid that character, yeah obviously. there's there's weird plot stuff and and just stuff that they think is going to be really funny just because it's gross and i don't think it is <laughs> the whole scene in the bathroom because like, oh they eat thai food that why would you do that? this is just dumb yeah. And and me being in the restaurant business knows you don't get food poisoning that quickly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, at least that's the excuse he uses every time somebody complains about uh, food poisoning. Uh, it's a fact. Let's ask the medical person. Yeah, the incubation period is at least eight hours. Uh, all right. Thank you, honey. I, her I trust. You should trust her. <laughs> she goes to school for it. Sorry, cool. that's all I got to say about Bridesmaids. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's not much. Also, like, because of my apartment situation, I had to listen to it really quietly, so I didn't, like, listen to every line. You know, it's really... <laughs> so you missed all the good jokes. <laughs> I might have missed some good jokes. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, Probably not. John Hamm's you, really good in it. Would you say that uh, the one chick deserved an Oscar for it? That... I don't know. Like, I, I was trying to find her big dramatic scene, and I guess she does when she tells Kristen Wiig's character that, you know, she has other friends. Yeah. Um, she just won't accept it. Or, or move on and stuff. So I guess that scene would be the scene that I guess gave but her that, Oscar consideration. I mean, Channing Tatum has one of those in Twenty One Jump Street. The yeah. like, there's there's one of those in every movie. We saw four of them in the movie we saw tonight. And none of them were very good, but still, like the, every comedy movie has one of those. Yeah. Um, what, uh, so just what else has she been in? She's in that show right now, um, Mike, Mike and Molly. Molly. Yeah, I haven't seen her act in that, so I don't know if yeah. it, like that character in Bridesmaids was, was a huge departure from maybe other stuff she's done. 
Well, and I thought Mike and Molly started after. I think the, with more of that, it's know. just she stole the movie as a a, a supporting uh, character would be my I guess. guess. I mean, I did. I think I think it was an, I think it was a nomination that they threw in there because they wanted to nominate a comedy yeah. once in a while. And I think they should nominate Elle Fanning like we did. Yeah, absolutely. Oh God, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, why? Or even Kristen Wiig, I thought was really. Yeah, Kristen Wiig, I think is better uh, in that movie. Kristen Wiig is pretty good. Never do, obviously, but. Yeah, Kristen Wiig deserved a nomination for Whip It more than she deserved anything for that, but because she's really good in the movie Whip It. And James is the only person here who's seen Whip It. Well, you should see Whip It because that movie is really good. She's also yeah. really good in MacGruber and Paul. And <laughs> she is a good in MacGruber. <laughs> I peed my pants. <laughs> so that's all I anyway. saw. James, cool. what did you see? I saw a bunch of shit this week. Um, I want to start off. I can't uh, be forever. Yeah. <laughs> no, Game of Thrones started back this week. So uh, you hate the mo- show, but what? you watch Dude, it. Dude, hold on, hold on. I am a geek. I'm not watching it because of you, and you're I watching a, it. I am a geek, <laughs> and I am required to see this show. There has never been a fantasy show like this one. I have to watch it. I have to watch it just so that I can get together Bitch with my friends. Me. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> honestly, because I have friends like who have read the books, and I have to be there so I can talk about it, and we can all talk about why it's such a bad show. My, the only I have friends who think the show is amazing. Yeah. No, honestly, I all of everyone I know hates that show. Huh? Yeah, it's weird. Maybe because I'm convinced I've convinced them because the first season is so <laughs> fucking bad. James hates it so heartily that I have to go with them. <laughs> but here's the thing: premiere of the season wasn't that bad. Honestly, it, like my biggest problem with season one, I feel, is that they were so burdened by trying to get the whole first book into a season that. Nothing has any motivations. Nothing gets explained. Things just happen Sean out Bean of nowhere. Dies. Yeah, Sean Bean dies. Like what the, the character, fuck, man? <laughs> the character I care most about and who is uncovering the most actual interesting plot of the show just gets beheaded after one scene. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, he's in jail. Now he's not got no head. What the fuck? No, you can't do that. <laughs> Entertainment so they- Weekly had a spoiler alert, and you s- <laughs> he was wearing like it was Sean Bean's like costume. And they just had the spoiler over his head. You're like, dude, that's totally Sean Bean. <laughs> well, and it's Sean Bean. You know, if he's in the movie, he's going to die eventually. He makes that's it at the end of thing. Lord of the Rings, right? Well, he's in a flashback in two. It's kind of like it. Anyway. Um, he's always a prick, too. But this episode did not feel like it was... This episode did not feel like it was them trying to get a, like four chapters into one episode. Like, they were sort of... They were letting the characters breathe a little more. They were letting the the connections between characters get explained a little more. Letting there just be scenes where people just talked about how they felt about the things that were going on. So that then I was able to actually start to like these characters. There's still weird stuff like how you know the wolves that show up and just get controlled no, for some I don't reason. Know. I've never seen it. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's weird shit like wolves. Uh, Do they talk to each even, other? Yeah, wolves even are the, weird. <laughs> even the CG. I am Jacob, son of, my, <laughs> son of Son of the Chief. Son of the Chief. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that should be the the Twilight spinoff, Son of the Chief. Son of the Chief. <laughs> uh, so, um, shit. Even, even the CG dragons are better this season. Uh, and so I feel like... I, I, I still kind of wish that they would just pick one or two plots and follow that each episode. Uh, not, not quite as rigidly as Lost did, you know, where there was like one character they focused on every episode. But if they would just focus on a couple of characters and a couple of plots, mostly each episode, so that I could get invested in an arc 
each other, the way that Mad Men does, you know, where there's there's sort of like three plots going in every episode of Mad Men, and Allison other Brie will disappear from time to time. Yeah, other characters will come in and out, and and other arcs later will affect arcs that are happening now and things like that. Um, and they could t- the show is set up to do that. Even the way the book is written, it's written so that each chapter is about one character. Um, and I wish that they would do that because then I could start getting into these characters and feel like I was really sp- spending time with them. Um, but needless to say. I am slightly excited by where the show is going now, and if they keep writing it the way they're writing it now, you fucking I might actually flopper. start liking it. No, I, I still don't think it's <laughs> great. Face charlatan, I still you son of a bitch. No, no. Here's the thing: if this show gets so good that I recommend it to people, You're I will king say of the s- north. What the fuck <laughs> are they? I don't even. I don't know. It's all convoluted. Yeah. I have no idea. I just um, remember seeing a chart where it's like king of the yeah. north, king of the sea. If the show ever gets the so north good that I recommend members. it to people, I will warn them. The way that I warn people about Buffy, I'm like, you're gonna have to trudge through season one. There's some good episodes in season one. There is, but but that, that mean it's a different reason. Yeah, you know, season one of Buffy is so 90s that it's hard to get through. Uh, this is just season one of Game of Thrones is just garbage. <laughs> um, and you have, but you have to get through it to find out even who these people are and how they're connected. Um, I'm just saying, there's some hope. Next week, I'm sure it'll be garbage. Don't worry, I'll I'll start hating the show real quick. But for now, I'm I'm I got to build up my anticipation. Do you so watch I can it on it HBO or do you steal it? I steal it. Okay, I was just making sure that you're not helping them. No, no, no. I would never pay a for third it. season. No, 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 no. <laughs> it'll get a third season just because of how much money they spent on it. But um, all right, benefit Arnold. Awful. What else did you see? <laughs> uh, I saw a couple of movies this week as well. Um, first of all, I finally got around to seeing War Horse because it came out last week. And that movie is really good. That okay, was totally... Good. I was really oh. scared because he sent me a text as if he should get it. I was like, yeah, I mean, it's a good movie. But if I should buy it. I, yeah, yeah, if you should buy it. And I'm always scared to, you know, tell people to get it. Yeah. Except the lady when I was at Target, I, she asked me if the Rum Diary was good. Just some random lady asked me if the Rum Diary was good. I said, do not get that movie. <laughs> That's exactly what we said to her. Yeah, I said, don't do get not. it. What'd do she not. She said, movie. really? I said, yeah, you think it's funny, but it's terrible. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. <laughs> she put it back and she left. Target's like, what the hell? That's awesome. <laughs> oh, did, did Target fire you? <laughs> <laughs> they should have. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, War Horse was fantastic. All yeah. those all those vignettes are so good. Man, the first 20 minutes of that uh, that movie is some of the best storytelling that I have seen from Steven Spielberg in a while. That That whole scene with the plowing... That sounds weird. The whole scene with him plowing the field. <laughs> Where the horse rails that poor kid. <laughs> oh, no. no, 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 no. Don't go there. Did you, did you buy it? Um, no, I didn't. Because mm. the, you were so tepid that I was like, why don't I just get it on Redbox? Yeah. Um, but then I'm, I'm going to go ahead and order okay, it. Okay, yeah. I just, it's so scary for me because, yeah. you know, I... Well, and it's a weird... Because it's vignettes, it's hard to recommend to people because exactly. it's not... Um, it I, doesn't quite hit as hard as if it were a story about... Yeah, you, you know, know I even like said if you followed one character in my uh, blog I wrote about the movies last year, it's like you take Steven Spielberg for granted. Yeah. Because I mean the movie's so well made and Oh man. You know, there's but you're following a horse and you know it's like how yeah. do I do I recommend this to people because you're following a horse to different places and I mean the movie's I had, great, but I had heard that there was a little bit of the sort of horse agency where the horse sort of thinks and makes some decisions and there are a couple of scenes like that, but they don't bother me. No, I mean, Not at all. it's still an animal that thinks, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they there are a couple of scenes where they almost make it out like a dolphin, you know? But uh, I, I could believe it, you know? See, my favorite scene is when the they're cutting the horse free from the... Uh, oh, gosh, wire. yeah. It's uh, amazing. I mean, uh, spoilers for that movie, but the, the scene... 
the scene where that horse runs through no man's land mm-hmm. is maybe visually one of the best things that Steven Spielberg has done in 10 years. I think that that whole shot that those long shots. <laughs> My are wife just, just gave us the we're retarded. Look. They're just gorgeous. I just oh, look yeah. at it. it's just so beautiful. Yeah, that's I was just I don't know like I I wanted I like I liked it but you know I told him, I said um I don't know it's a really good movie you yeah. you, you should get mm-hmm. it. I, then I, the the whole story it might with make the, you cry. Yeah, like the, it's hard. Do you the, want that? <laughs> the story with the French girl and her grandfather's was great. great. Oh, I mean I that, that they're part. just just their relationship just the scenes of them talking in the house were so mm-hmm. good. Um, no man, you make me want to go get it. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. But I was here's the thing: it today, I was like four disc. I I have said things that are you know, uh, you know, pretty highfalutin about this movie. But here's what I will say: the movie did not make me cry. Oh. The credits made me cry, and here's why: I think this is the best John Williams score since Catch Me If You Can, at the <laughs> very least. This score wow. is amazing. On honestly, I was sitting there watching the credits. And I just started to cry just because of how good that music is. Actually, Which, it's of amazing. Credits, sorry. What okay. do you think of the opening credits when the horse is birthed? Like, does it feel kind of like weird editing? Um, and then the title comes it's up. It's so. Mm, and then there's I no don't other know. credits. It's so. Yeah, it, it, it feels disjointed. like it's so quick. Like, I, I don't know. It, I did it. it I didn't, felt like they didn't need to say war horse on the screen. Like they should just had the birth and kept going. You know. Yeah, I guess. It it did. I guess it struck me as weird, but I was just getting into the maybe because I didn't see it in theaters. Uh, oh, it's, it can be a different setting when you're just sitting down to watch a movie. You're not necessarily gearing up to something, and I could see how that would be um, sort of disjointed, like the way that Girl with the Dragon Tattoo is. You know, where it starts for four seconds and then there's a title. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I could see that. It, it didn't bother me, but I think it's just because I didn't see it in theaters. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, I was just saying that the ladies when me and Brad saw it in theaters were bawling oh, behind man. us yeah that scene that scene in no man's land with the barbed wire is awesome yeah um and it's cool because it it's kind of like saving private ryan where it touches on things that actually did happen but just sort of touches on them you know like Spielberg there was like there was a that, there was though. a time where you know the two sides stopped and played soccer together just because they were tired of fighting like mm-hmm. there were things like that that would happen around around the the, the front but um uh, and interesting that he decides to never shoot violence. It is a movie with very little actual violence in it because he'll don't they execute those kids on the no 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 you don't see that like you, it does happen but the windmill goes in front oh, of him. Yeah, He's, he he always obscures yeah. the violence uh, which I think it's weird more I think powerful, he was though. it does I think it also he was trying to make it a little bit more because it's sort of a more whimsical kind of Steven Spielberg movie. He was trying to make it a little more family friendly, I think. Yeah, um, I forgot about the windmill. That's creative. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's like definitely Army it's, of Darkness. it's sentimental Steven Spielberg. So if you don't like that, you're you're going to have a problem with it. I've, oh, man, I've I need to watch that movie. And now you got me all like thinking yeah. about it. Oh, it's great. Honestly, you know, it would have been in my top 10 for sure. Um when the grandfather buys the horse and it means so much to him, but then he sees how oh, spoilers man. and <laughs> almost cried but not quite. Let me see that movie. So again. good. I so love good. Spielberg. Um, speaking of great scores, though, mm-hmm. uh, I saw The Three Musketeers this week. Oh, nice. Paul W.S. Anderson movie. Uh, and I bring that up because this was actually one of the worst scores I've ever heard. Because what's funny is the movie is actually surprisingly all right. It's maybe the most coherent Paul W.S. Anderson movie since the first Resident Evil movie. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. No, no, I think plot-wise, <laughs> the movie's still bad. Mm-hmm. Like, the what they do isn't very good, but it at least holds together and you understand what's going on. Hmm. Um, it's just stupid. Yeah. So, 
Judging uh, from the trailers, I felt like a lot of the cinematography is like only geared towards 3D. But oh yeah, you saw it in 2D. So what do you think? Like it, it rewatching, it going like, oh, that was probably a 3D shot right there. Yeah, it doesn't detract too much. Yeah. Um, I don't think 3D would have done much except make it look annoying. But uh, yeah, I, I think the way he shoots it is obnoxious. The way he shoots everything, mm-hmm. um, but not that bad. Um, but the thing is, the score is a stolen score. It, half of the score is the Pirates of the Caribbean score, exactly, <laughs> and the other half is the Sherlock Holmes score. And I'm not kidding; it is the score. It they'll change a couple notes. It's like the van, the Vanilla Ice of of movie scores. <laughs> like they change that, a couple uh, notes. So it's like that driving like adventure score where yeah. it's like and orlando blooms in it so yeah. yeah well and it's got there's even like a scene where you know you're our sort of lead character and his romantic interest sort of start to get together and kiss for the first time and it has the same three note swell from Par- pirates of the caribbean the same little little notes and i was like oh my god i can't believe you just did that how how can you get away with that because it's the same music um but anyway, that that is my biggest complaint because the rest of it is uh, inoffensive, I guess. It, Would it, you watch it again? Hell no. No, no. <laughs> uh, what's really funny, though, is if I tell you that it has a Paul W.S. Anderson ending, do you know what I mean? Because uh, let, me, let, me, let me describe this to you. So is it a, like a shot of someone killing a whole bunch of people and then the camera like pulls away really far? And, and there's a whole lot more people to fight? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. They, there's, this, there's a horrible anticlimactic scene where... Um, spoilers for this garbage movie. Uh, no, Christoph Waltz is the bad guy. He plays. Uh, what? Yeah, he plays <laughs> the um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Cardinal. The Cardinal. He? Cardinal Richelieu. Yeah. Uh, he plays I didn't Cardinal know that Richelieu. Now I was thinking Cardinal in my head. That's so weird. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> he plays Cardinal Richelieu, and at the end, they don't kill Cardinal Richelieu. They just come back and pretend like it was all Cardinal Richelieu's idea, so that Cardinal Richelieu won't be mad at them, and like I guess everything is okay again. But then. The English guy that they pissed up before, Orlando Bloom, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you see him and he's on a boat and he's like, I'm pissed off because you stole something, some like jewelry or some <laughs> shit. I don't know. Uh, and so then the camera pulls back and pulls back and he's got all these ships and it pulls back and he's got all these dirigibles. Seriously? Yes. It is the shot from the end of Afterlife and the shot from the end of uh, Extinction and the shot from the end of whatever the second one's called. So he's so proud of himself and so sh- <laughs> cocksure that he's going to get a he, sequel to three yeah, musketeers absolutely. that he can have in it <laughs> but he has like that. that same exact ending from the last three wow. resident you know what movies. actually if i had a franchise movie that you know i thought was going to go on like i would put to be continue at the end of almost every movie because i mean if it doesn't <laughs> if it doesn't take off yeah. then no one's going to care that it's at the end yeah and, <laughs> and if they that. do care like you know and if it does work out, you know, you're, you're set up really well for a sequel. Right, yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I would do it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's it's not very good. Um, basically, just go, if you want to see a good adventure movie of this, go see the Disney movie. Because it's great. I love the three With Rebecca De Mornay. And it has oh. Kiefer Sutherland in it. And it's got uh, and Rod Sheen. Stewart. And Rod Stewart. Yeah. Sting and Brian Adams. That movie is, is great. And this one, all of the things that are great about that movie, this one just messes up in the story. It's 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 junky. Um, but linear, I guess. <laughs> That's the best thing I can say about it. Um, well, if you can get Paul W. Sanderson. It got from the beginning to the end pretty Yeah, okay. in a way that was <laughs> coherent. Well, if it's um, Paul W. Anderson and he made a coherent <laughs> beginning yeah, and end. Yeah, well, yeah. I uh, mean, remember in Resident Evil Afterlife, 
was it Afterlife was the last one? Yeah. When the executioner just shows up for no fucking reason is at all? Is that the one where they land a plane on top of a building, mm-hmm. or is that three? Yeah, it's, yeah, that's the last one. Okay. I mean, I'll, I'll, see the, I'll see the fourth one, but I'll oh, just say. Hell yeah. And I was watching a behind the scene. No, I was listening to the commentary by him because I own the Blu-ray. <laughs> and uh, I was listening to the commentary, and Paul W. Sanderson says, yeah, he really didn't have a part in the movie. I just thought he looked really cool. <laughs> but, yep, sounds about right. Oh, gosh, he's such a hack. Oh, man. Uh, and cool. I don't understand why Quentin Tarantino put that on his top ten list last year. I really don't. Hmm. She, you know who uh, uh, Mijovovich plays? She plays um, um, Alice. No, <laughs> no. I mean, I mean, in Three Musketeers. Yeah, I know. I was, she yeah. plays uh, Lady De Winter. And what's weird is okay at the beginning. Wait, what? At the beginning, when they're introducing the characters, it'll like freeze frame and then go paper as the way that Sherlock Holmes does, and then give you a name. <laughs> I'm I'm not kidding. The movie is Sherlock Holmes, and it is Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, and they'll give you the name right of that character, like Athos, you know, and Porthos. And then for hers, it just says Milady. I thought she was the queen for 20 minutes. They finally said she was Lady De Winter, and I was like. What? How, you replaced Rebecca De Mornay with her? Are you kidding me? No, 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 that's not okay. Anyway, it's hurt me a Joe's feelings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You are not even as good as mid nineties Rebecca De Mornay. <laughs> uh, Man, that rocks the cradle. <laughs> anyway, um, the other movie I saw was in time. The Justin Timberlake uh, joint. Why? Go on. No, actually, not that bad. There's, that was the thing. I kind Tony of Murphy's in it. Uh. Uh, yeah, Killian Murphy is in it, and he's really cool. Um, they, in it. I think they do a good job of like presenting this sort of concept and like actually getting you to care. Uh, it sort of turns into this um, Bonnie and Clyde kind of movie. Basically, the story is it's in the future where instead of having money, everybody is allocated time, and when you run out of time, you die, and Why? everybody stays at twenty five years old. It's it's just a you know it's like Logan's Run as a high concept weird sci-fi movie that's just about it it's trying to make a statement about the economy in the present day and how that works and it it's kind of juvenile if you try to extrapolate it out to the real world but i think as a sort of fun adventure movie it works pretty well if it if you see it on tv you could watch it and not be offended how you know? long is olivia wilde in it not that long Oh. Actually, because she well spoilers. No, she dies. You, you see it in the trailer, yeah, but she, she dies. dies in the trailer. Yeah, it's like ten minutes in. Um, so she gets ten minutes of screen time. Okay, she's like, I'm in it for ten minutes. I need to go well, shoot this epic wait, movie, Cowboys. She and actually, aliens. she actually gets uh, four days of time, oh. but uh, you know. And anyway, the story is he's this guy who every day he wakes up and has less than one day on his arm and goes to work at a factory and they give him enough to get to work the next day, um, and then. One day he meets this guy who I guess was supposed to be really rich and gives him uh, a century worth of time. Um, and then he goes and uses that to try and break down the system. And it's pretty cool. So it's a futuristic uh, Robin Hood. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, not Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh, he plays Pete in Mad Men. Vincent Kartheiser. Yeah. Yeah. Pete in Mad Men. He's an angel. He plays Connor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in the movie. And he's pretty good. Uh, and Justin Timberlake is, is, is really good for, you know... Being Justin Timberlake, he's still surprisingly a good actor. Um, so, yeah. If you see it on TV, watch it. Or put something better on. It's up to you. It's your life. You know what I did see in Mad Men this week was this dude who was in Friday the 13th, 2009. 
What did he look like? Did he have spite? Did he look like he was trying to do an, a Robert Downey Jr. impression? Uh, maybe he was standing up and talking to Don Draper. So, with the chick next to him, I don't remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're talking about uh, Ginsburg, Michael sure. Ginsburg. That that character is cool. Sure, he takes a machete in the forehead in <laughs> Friday Thirteenth, two thousand nine. <laughs> is that the new one? The the Platinum Dunes. Remember, he's a guy who gets no the other one from two thousand nine. <laughs> he's a dude who gets trapped no, in the, yeah, in I guess the bear right. thing and then Jason well I don't know him. there are so many of those movies I don't remember how long ago mm. that remake was man I said 2009 that's, no I, I know, no, but I mean I, no the, rem- the remake <laughs> might have been he's 2010 like, he said I don't know how long ago that was and I said Friday 13th like how many Friday 13th movies have there been in like the last 10 years I don't <laughs> know like 50 <laughs> yeah. I don't I have no idea two James there's 13 oh. there's really only thir- is that one 2009 is 13 I don't know why didn't they make a big deal out of that? It's twelve. No, the next one's thirteen. Friday thirteenth remake was thirteen. No, the th- no, that's twelve. I think the next one's thirteen. Okay, they should make a big deal out of that. Yeah, if they ever make it. Anyways, oh. hey guys, we saw American Reunion this Wait, week. Are you done? Yeah, that's it. Oh. That's all I had. And uh, Brad, should people go see American Reunion? Yeah, I think it's fun. James. Uh, yeah. If you're if you like the other movies and you got nothing else to see. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I'd say I'd say it's like it's like half good. Yeah, maybe I thought better. it was good. Yeah, trailer. Yeah, do it. Just put the you just have to hit the button. It comes up automatically. All right. Good job, James. Hello, my old friends. I thought about throwing them out, but uh, they just have too much sentimental value. Well, you know, it seems like only yesterday when I bought these for you. Boy, these pages are all stuck together here. You guys are here for the reunion, huh? Hey, Kevin, is that what I think it is on your face? Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim? You don't remember me, do you? It's been a long time since I needed a babysitter. Kara? It's my 18th birthday tomorrow. You should come to my party. Oh, uh... Please, I want you to come so bad. Let's make this weekend our bitch. Let's get a little... You better be ready. You better be ready. Let's the senior wish list. Remember, we all had to write about our future. Chris Ostriker hopes to find true love. Clerchick. Who's this douche? My boyfriend. You two are banging, and you two used to bang. <laughs> this must be awkward for all of you. <laughs> Steven Stifler hopes to keep the party going with his boys. Here's a smoking hot 18-year-old girl that used to babysit. I'm not going to cheat on my wife. I'm a father now. Be her daddy. Jim Levenstein hopes to have the sex life of Ricky Martin. <laughs> You're probably having more sex than any of us. <laughs> probably. High school was awesome. What we had was special. Then we graduated and started getting jobs and getting married and having kids and all that other stupid stuff. None of our lives are perfect. But no matter what we're going through, we'll always be there for each other. Were we just as obnoxious as these kids back in the day? No, our generation was definitely more mature. What are you doing? I'm gonna throw up. You know, Dad, it's been three years. Think maybe it's time for you to get back out there? Who might you be? I'm Stifler's mom. Oh, I'm Jim's dad. American Reunion. I have not had a night like that since the 70s. Don't need this. You'd be surprised what you can do with a well-placed thumb. 
So I was telling you guys um, earlier that I saw this movie in 1999, and that's the year I graduated from high school. Weird. So you, you are Jason Biggs. So I'm like totally like Jason Biggs, except I'm not Jewish or look like Adam Sandler. <laughs> but he did fuck a pie, so. I, I have fucked Aww. many pies. Uh <laughs> But I don't. I don't fuck like homemade, you know, apple pies, hostess pies. Where I fuck, where I fuck, <laughs> home run pies. You fuck them right into your oh, mouth. Oh, oh, <laughs> I'm like cherry filling. Oh yeah, home run pies. Oh gosh, oh. those are really good though. Home run pies without my dick in them. If you just eat them like <laughs> out of the package, some, dude, they're some. great. This oh. episode of Real Nerds is brought to you by Hostess oh. Fruit Pies. We we just earned our explicit label. Taste the cherry. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> that was bad. So, uh, yeah, no, I thought the movie was pretty funny. And, yeah. it, you know, it touched on a lot of cool things, especially if you kind of grew up with these movies, which I actually did. Um, and, I mean, there is always, of course, some of it was heavy handed. You know, the you missed out on the greatest love of your life. and um, Because to me, Katrina Baldwin from... Um, um, Tucker, Tucker and Dale is evil. way hotter than Mina serve uh, fuck up face. I don't know where his last. Yeah, name. but she was doing ecstasy. Yeah, so what? But <laughs> Did you see what she was wearing? No, nah, oh I saw the movie. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, man. <laughs> Plus, I just thought it was cool that she was in another movie. Of course, I guess she's in Thirty Rock. So she is, she's in a lot of things. I guess. Yeah, um, she looked great in cool. a bikini. Yeah, I was listening to the commentary on Tucker and Dell, and I guess they really, uh, she really wanted to be naked, but they didn't want her to be naked because they kind of wanted to do the 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 horror thing where you know you don't want to see the hero heroine naked, and I guess she really wanted to be. I hate those guys. I know, right? The fuck. I don't like that movie anymore. <laughs> but anyway, but I mean, the premise is you know them going back to high school and trying to relive the glory days. I mean, I have. Yeah, they get. Yeah, they get back together to go to the reunion, and then thing random shit happens the way that it always does in these movies yeah um, and i but you know it is kind of funny you know when they went to stifler's house and there's a party at stifler's house and they used to be like you know case yeah. everything and now it's martinis and <laughs> yeah yeah they changed the music because it's better for the babies yeah, yeah. And that was good and you know i i love the stiff i still think stifler's like really funny yeah yeah because he's always you know i guess what makes him work so well is the other guys are pretty straight right. i mean uh, where Jim, I think, is relatable to a lot of people is he's the you know the guy who always does something stupid and he kind of makes a fool of himself. But he's trying to be. The but he's guy. trying to be the good guy. Yeah. Um, Stifler's always funny because he does what you want to do. He's the guy who will just do it, like right. shitting in their cooler and. Uh, yeah. But the other, uh, like, I don't mind Finch. I think Finch is an interesting character. Absolutely. Um, but I can't stand uh, Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, you uh-huh. know why? Because in real life, that dude's a douchebag. Oh, really? He, he's like this huge. Uh, I'm not lumping every like Christian Catholic guy into this, but the reason his character is so like wimpy and dickless is because he doesn't want to like uh, hurt his faith, and that's why he wasn't in. Uh, I don't know if it was the second one or the third one, because he really want. You have to read it. It's a whole story about him, and that that's why he's always like married, and he's just a good guy, and he's boring as fuck. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that wasn't my problem with him. My problem with him was that yeah. half or more of his scenes were with Tara Reid, who, um, uh, uh, they, <laughs> she 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 should have just been attacking the camera. That's how awful I thought she was. Right? Every line she delivered that, was just that, like the worst. Was when she was at the uh, the reunion itself, and where he sat down and he says, "Hey, we 
I forget what she said. Yeah. But you did it's not, not that believe bad. it for I'm one just, second. I was just so mad that you would think I was that kind of person that I would, oh, kill me now. I feel like she's making now. a cameo in a movie that she's a real character in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it was just so awkward. Um, I didn't understand why they needed to. That was, uh, yeah. I, I feel like the parts of this movie where the writers are actually allowed to just sort of break out and think of something fun, like the sneaking the naked, the drunken naked chick back into her room section, mm-hmm. hysterical. Yeah. So good. But all of the stuff, it you've heard of, you know, beating a dead horse. This movie at times is like beating a an orchestra of dead horses. Like every joke from the first movie that they have done in every movie since then, they will they will ring that bell here and it's not funny. Like it I, I feel like every time they make reference to something from that first movie, I'm not laughing. I'm just like, oh that's I laughed yeah, when Jim's like, dad was talking about how he walked in on Jim fucking a pie with yes, Stifler's yeah. mom. Yes, but that's, and I will I say mean, Eugene Levy is amazing in this. Yeah, movie. I was gonna say that's you can't compare that because then it's it's Eugene Levy who is on a different level than anyone else on this movie, um, as well as uh, what's her name who plays Jennifer Stifler's Coolidge. mom. Yeah, I mean you know they are seasoned veteran comedians. Oh yeah. Um, well, you even see the two um, guys. I think Jason Biggs and Sean William Scott are actually really good in it. Yeah, they like are. Like the two guys who understand timing and the other yeah. guys, even someone like Chris Klein. I, his character's such a limp dick fucker. <laughs> I can't stand him. Uh, which one? Oh, Oz. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know any of their names because what else have they been in? So <laughs> I don't... I mean, that's the thing. Is that you're... Every couple of years, you're digging up these actors who haven't been training to become better actors they haven't really been exercising that muscle and then you're asking them to do something and so i feel like every time that there's the sort of heart that i expect from a movie like Mm -hmm. this it just sort of falls flat it's a little bit it's a little overwrought and expected well yeah because i mean the two most busy actors are sean william scott and jason biggs i mean they're in a lot of stuff but i was reading that uh, chris klein had a problem with like drugs or alcohol and that's why he kind of went away oh well that's too bad good for him but you know, I mean, not, not good <laughs> for being drugs, but good for him for not being on drugs anymore. Hopefully, um, but yeah, uh, there are some really funny parts. You know, Neil Patrick Harris shows up in it. Yeah, you know, and uh, and John Cho, and, and yeah, he's, he's just in good. all the other ones. But yeah, that oh. was. Did you but, see the size of his mic? He is the yeah. best. <laughs> in, say sorry, say again. I said, did you see the size of uh, Neil Patrick Harris's mic? <laughs> yeah, his, yeah. Bizarre. He's got that uh, that like. Um, what is, what's it Bob called? Barker. Like yeah, the Pop Barker thing. kind of mic. Yeah, but <laughs> it's good. super thick, like a yeah. penis. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't whoa, think that was intentional, whoa. Brad. I, I think he's making fun it. of himself. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, but it was funny when, you know, John chose, I don't even know what the fuck his character's name is. Uh, Milf. Uh, Milf. Milf guy number two. Yeah, yeah but because that's all they did in the first, you know, three movies. Yeah. And, you know, they asked him about where his other partner crime is. He says, oh. We don't do that anymore. That street doesn't. That street goes both ways. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's just randomly watching Stifler fuck Finch's mom. Spoiler all, spoiler. all of all of his little one-liners that get thrown out yeah. are fantastic. And like some of the best jokes in and the movie. All they say to each other is Milf, 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 Milf. Milf. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It's That's really great. good. Um, yeah, so it it was like serviceable. I don't know. There but, wasn't enough. There wasn't enough Allison Hanning crying. Yeah, you do need Allison Hannigan crying if you want to really drive home a point. Yeah. Because when she cries, you're looking at me like I'm confused, uh, Bangkok Brad, but when (laughs) she cries ever in anything, it like gets into my soul and eats it, Mm -hmm. and that is the way to get me to care about a a plot. I don't think I've seen her crying anything. Oh, 
then then you have a complete soul. Just just go home and don't watch TV ever. <laughs> it's the worst, man. You just want to give her a hug and make things better. Yeah, what about that other chick who is a lesbian now? Like they forgot that, about her. They like, yeah, we'll put her in the exactly. Movie. It's like and those Jan characters and will just like pop up and it's like, remember me? Yeah, that was a little awkward when Chan and Elizabeth walked in on Jim and Michelle fucking, and then they're just like, oh, let's have a normal conversation. Yeah. yeah. This, you know, like you were saying before, this movie just ha- will, not, not let, will not let go of old things that yeah. like made the previous movies funny. Like, even the like when they're banging in the band room, like when they're yeah. done, oh, hey, there's this, this flute the sitting flute? next yeah. to us. Hey, wasn't that a funny thing? Yeah. I mean, because you're like... Like we don't already understand but that. The, but I will say this, though. In our movie theater, there was American Pie fanboys oh. that yeah. clapped at the title. And they were obnoxious. No, it wasn't even just the title. It was that they watched the opening scene, which is literally shot for shot almost in the trailer. Like You've seen every joke in the opening scene. And then the trailer... And then the the credits came up and they clapped at that as if like that opening scene was so good. I like, felt like I was watching star Wars. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. Only for douchebags, which may just be star Wars at this point. Um, yeah, I like star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars is cool. I threw it out there. I'm just saying, um, I was, Jesus, I was also I'm thrown off by <laughs> Dick. Um, <laughs> I was also th- thrown off about how storytelling wise, you know, they would have to, I, I don't really know how to explain it. They would. The it was jump, really the lazy. jumping around. Like, no, no. Okay, here's this character's thing going on, and now let's all turn our attention to do this other thing together. Yeah. I don't. I wish I could articulate it right, but it just felt like they were like, oh, we have to address this point, um, and just instead of doing everything all at once. Yeah, I you think know, I know what you're saying. Like simultaneously, take, basically, like it, it kind of feels like they had some good scenes plotted out, like good comedy sequences plotted out, mm-hmm. and then for each character, they had an idea of what was going wrong in their life, and they would just sort of like they would touch on each character. They would do one tiny little scene touching on that thing, and then jump into the big scene that was supposed to be funny and entertaining, and then jump back. And it was like it was like trying to pay lip service to what this movie. You know, the the original American Pie is all of this crude humor and all of that stuff, but there is some genuine emotion and they're trying there is some real character and, and storytelling going on in that movie and kicked off a whole generation of movies like that. Uh and it's kind of what made that movie special, at least that's how I feel. Um and I think they're trying to pay lip service to that and have there be this sort of emotional core to it. But then they don't try at all they don't the stuff the the funny stuff that's going on doesn't really tie back into that and so it's just like there's these little snippets of scenes like oh he woke up with Terry Reed oh man and then they just go off to something else and then by the end I guess we have to wrap that that loose end up but um no, I feel like they saying? can't no I feel like they can't uh, I was thinking about it as you were talking I feel like they can't have not all the characters together on scene at once like if, once in a while to create a problem you know uh what it's kevin yeah branch off and have that scene but like to resolve everything they have to come back oh. as a group to the reunion there's sort then of a at main... the reunion instead of like jim just going to his grandma's or i got gotcha. you or Allison hannigan's mother's house and resolving scene there it's like it just seems really forced that like oh let's bring the guys back together as a group and then they'll solve that problem 
in the same room together, but branch off again and then come back right. at the end. Um, I got you. Or when Jim drives the drunker home, instead of just like having a scene with him trying to get the girl in the house, like he's he got to call the friends to come back and then they all have to do the scene together. I got you. Which yeah. I don't mind. Like it's funny, but it's just like it seems lazy. Well, and sometimes it's funny and sometimes it's not. Yeah. yeah. I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. That's but true. It's my opinion. It was still funny. Yeah. yeah no. It just. I don't think it feels as fresh as what that first movie was. And I certainly don't think it feels as fresh as some of the other comedies that we've seen, you know, compared to 21 Jump Street. And I think this mm-hmm. is, you know, a, a forgettable movie. But um, it's still, it, it made me laugh lots. I know. I was surprised. Know? Yeah. Because you, you had a lot of uh, uh, res- reservations about going to see this movie. Yeah. And I think the, the fact that they got the Harold and Kumar guys to write it is part of why it ended up being so good. Because mm-hmm. I think... Anybody else, like if they'd gotten the Chris Whites and his brother back, uh, it probably would have been nothing but remember this joke, remember this joke, remember this joke. Like, that's kind of what I was afraid of. And there's still way too much of that. But, um, you know, it, there was enough fresh stuff in there that it was good. I think really if it were because the last 20 minutes for me are way too much of them trying to, you know, tr- trying to somehow surface meaning out of this messy plot. Um, but if it weren't for that sneaking the drunk naked chick back into her room, I, I probably would have hated this movie. Which is a weird scene anyway, because like, are the... Like, Conceptually, yeah. Like, realistically, would those two parents be that naive about... Like, or even people awake. People walking around within five feet of them, sneaking upstairs. Like, or even awake. Like, they, they pitched that as like, here's this late night high school party and he's driving home at the end of the party like when they got home and the parents were totally awake i was like wait what you know it was things like that these three strangers yeah oh we know you from dancing with the stuff yeah exactly Uh, the other two are fine come in yeah yeah it seems messy but it's funny enough that you don't care yeah um and the chick had really nice boobs yeah you know there's there's boobs (laughs) in the movie which Um, you expect you want to hear a funny story that's totally off topic but it has to do with jason biggs absolutely so one of his movies he did after the first American Pie was the Saving Loser? Silverman. Oh, yeah. Saving Silverman. Yep. Um, so the crazy lady in there, Amanda Pete, her name was Judith. And um, my brother's ex-wife, Katie, was really crazy. So my younger brother, Nathan, called her Judith all the time. And that nickname stayed with her. <laughs> and now she's only Judith. Not in re- like she doesn't call herself Judith. No, we call her Judith to her face. I ooh, ooh man. She gets it. She thought it was funny, but she probably doesn't think it's funny anymore. <laughs> oh, this is sad. So that's my American reunion, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember Steve's on? Anybody? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's been in stuff lately. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually also did want to say like the the way they uh, resolved Stifler's storyline with um like his quote on the wall and everything I thought it was really good. The quote on the wall? Or like his his high school quote. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that we, was. We, we, you find out at the end what his was. and Yeah. That yeah. was a good moment. Yeah, I liked when, yeah. you know, they introduced Finch's mom. It seems like such an uh, easy cop-out, but like it's so satisfying for I think him if to... It, if it yeah. hadn't been Rebecca de Mornay, <laughs> I would have been like, oh, come on. But she just shows up and she's just so good. Yeah. And she's still pretty hot for mm-hmm. how Absolutely. old Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, and I thought just, it was funny. Like, it seems like you would see that coming, but you never saw it coming, and yeah. that's why oh, it was yeah, kind yeah, of funny. Because you're too focused on the, the trailer teased was, you know, Jim's dad and Stifler's mom. So yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't think about yeah. 
Finch's mom. Right. <laughs> and it seemed it's such an easy thing that you would have expected it to have been done in a past movie. That yeah. Yeah. of course, you know, they didn't. Yeah, it should have been like number two. Yeah. 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 It's an easy joke to pull, but um four movies later they got four right movies later is really good, yeah. Anyway. Anyways. So that scene actually made me angry. Actually, isn't there a fifth one? Like a straight to DVD? Oh, there's, like, there's, like there's, a there's a whole bunch of There's a whole bunch straight to DVD. Yeah, I was actually afraid that there was going to be like Stifler's younger brother showing up at some <laughs> point. Because the, like, the, all the, the straight to DVD ones are all about Stifler's younger brother. Um, I've, never, I've never seen one. I've never seen him either. Yeah. Um, but I worked at Blockbuster when they sort of started that whole trend. So I knew. Oh, and what a brilliant job choice for Stifler at the end. Like, yeah. Because he's oh. supposed to party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. Yeah. I was going to say, though, I actually got sort of angry during that scene with Rebecca De Mornay because I wanted them to, like, pull Tara Reid over here and be like, this is this is how you do this. Like, <laughs> Rebecca De Mornay never got a whole lot of attention and was never, like, a great actress, but is good enough, you know? She, she hasn't she hasn't worked in like fifteen years, but she is good enough and does does a great yeah, job in that recently. Scene. What did I see her in? I don't know. She does like some lifetime shows or some yeah, or movies I'm like sure. that. I think something like that. Is um, that a picture of her? But you know, hasn't certainly been big since the eighties or the Three Musketeers, which she's great in. <laughs> uh, anyway, so next week we are seeing a highly anticipated movie for me and James. Oh and yeah, that is the cabin. In the woods. Oh, I'm so excited. So that should be fun. Yeah. Um, it's a Joss Whedon joint. It is. <laughs> <So stupid. laughs> How does Spike Lee make movies? Uh, he doesn't. Have you seen one lately? Inside Man's good. Inside Man is good. Um, Miracle St. Anna is garbage. You can like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, real underscore nerds dot com. Wait, what? At real underscore nerds. You can also email us directly at Real Nerds. What the hell is wrong with me? Real Nerds at gmail.com. Uh, what am I forgetting? Real Nerds.tumblr.com is our blog account. I am fucking this up today. That's okay. You said it earlier. I did. So, anyways, yeah. Next week, Cabin in the Woods. Join us, won't you? Join us. Join, Join us. Join us. us. Mm. Join us. Come to the cabin with us. <laughs> Join us is from The Evil Dead. Oh,